Hello, good afternoon, good morning, everybody. This is a uh, cover for the guys. We're here for season three, episode one. Hope you guys had a good new year, had a good holiday season with your family. How you doing today? Because how was your holidays and everything? Doing good. Uh, definitely was, was, you know, felt great to just be around family, spend time with family, um, you know, during this holiday season and just, you know, trying to stay out of the way. COVID's still a real thing. So I hope everybody's doing the same thing as well. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. We didn't we didn't link up for the family uh New Year festivity this year. I got you in the summer though. So we're all we're oh, going yeah. we're, <laughs> we're gonna make sure we link up for that. But so we had a very interesting past couple of weeks in the league. You know, we missed, I think what two, three weeks, maybe. There's been a lot going on. As a yeah. recent, as a recent, we know A B had the fake vaccination card. I'm gonna just give the whole spiel and I'm gonna ask Terrence his thoughts on it. Uh, so AB he left the Bucks game early. Essentially, walked out of work. This third quarter, he leaves the sideline and leaves with a grand exit. Takes off short pads, throws his gear in the crowd. There's a lot of conflicting stories on this. Jay Glazer reported it one way. Ian Rappaport reported it another way. And then you got the little animosity between you know obviously Bruce and AB because you know AB is essentially there because of Tom. If it was up to That's the only reason either. Yes. If it was if we asked Bruce, if it was just up to Bruce, AB probably wouldn't be there. So that he is, probably would have never came back. Honestly. Yeah, he probably wouldn't even been there to start. That's so true, too. <laughs> we have that. Uh he apparently he was told to check in the game and he wasn't a hundred percent sure with his ankle. So he had told no because he wasn't hundred percent sure on his ankle. Coach Arian and coaches kicked him off the sideline and pretty much said he's off the team. And this is part Ian Rappaport. He reported that. And then so he just left in the manner he left. I do not agree with how he left, but AB left close to a million on the field in the centers. He needed eight more catches, 55 more yards, and one more touchdown. All, oh, of, this, all, of, that. all of this was achievable in that game still. And then it's even yeah, more yeah. achievable because they had one more game left. So he's going to hit all these incentives. No problem. We know what kind of talent A.B. is, but to look on the other side of it, we know about his history. We know who, all the issues he's had with people, women, just not everything. I don't need to rehash the history. We know who A.B. is. It's nothing new. I just need to bring up the part of what happened with the game. I don't necessarily agree with them. Te- them. If he's not good to go health-wise, I'm not going to keep asking you to come in. If you tell me something's wrong with you, that, all right, cool, boom, I'm moving off from it. Yeah, if something's wrong with you. That's fine. I ain't got to check you in. Nothing. Boom. We're good. Health should be the utmost importance. Doesn't matter how the person's character is, if you don't like them, blah, blah, blah. But obviously there's some animosity because him and Bruce don't see eye to eye. Like, I don't care what fakeness we got to go around in there. <laughs> we know he's around because of Tom, because it was up to B.A. He probably wouldn't have been there at all. So add that to, oh, well, I'm not checking in because of my ankle. You could see they probably argued or bickered right then and there on just on the, oh, I'm not checking in part. So I just would have expected maybe B.A. to handle it better. I, I didn't really expect uh, Antonio Brown to handle that any better than what he honestly handled. it. I literally probably would have expected a little bit more from him. <laughs> but for them to say something is wrong, like him to say his ankle is messed up and then you guys are like checking in. And, you know, the pressure was because they were losing to the Jets. They weren't winning. I mean, that it's I think, insane. 
that was probably the selling point of like, no, like check into the game because they were obviously trying to get a win. Lo and behold, they did get the win even without him. But I just think he is, I think it goes to show maybe Arians probably didn't have that same respect for him as say like Tom, Tom loves him. You know, Tom obviously cares about him, but I don't think that was likewise with Bruce. I think it's one of those things like, you know, how people say LeBron's the GM mm-hmm. of like who comes in, who goes is essentially yeah. that. It's essentially that for Tampa. If we look at it, because without the BA, he wouldn't have been there at all. That's true. I guess it just gets reaches a certain point. Now Bruce Aarons is just like, listen, all right, that's it. That's not. Yeah. But for me, like I, I'm not here to slander, um, you know, Antonio Brown. Uh, maybe there is some issues that he's dealing with that we, you know, have no understanding of, or we just, you know, don't know about. Um, and obviously there's that animosity there, like you said, between him and Bruce Arians. Uh, my only issue is the thing that you can control as a professional athlete is your image. So, and that's my problem with him. The way he left does nothing to help his image based on the things that he's done in the past, starting from Pittsburgh. So you got Pittsburgh, then you got the Oakland. Now you got no, you know, the things that were going on in between. Then you got now the things with the Bucks as well. And then ultimately leading up to this, the way he left on Sunday. Um, I just feel like that's, that's the biggest thing is that I feel like he can control that. Okay. Let's say they said, you're off the team because you don't want to check in. Like, I do have an issue. If he was telling them that, you know, he didn't feel like he was healthy enough to go on the field and play, I have an issue with them trying to force him on the field. But at the same time, even if they did tell him to leave or, you know, whatever it might be, the way he left is what I have an issue with because he can control his image. So, therefore, moving forward, it looks bad on him because we all know – type of talent he still he can still be top five in the nfl talent wise and production wise so as far as you know him hurting his chances to potentially go move on to another contender potentially i feel like you know his image moving forward i'm not sure you know if you know i'm I'm sure his image is tainted in the nfl for sure but just not sure of how his how you know likely he is to get signed from someone else at this point I think that's something the league needs to look into. They can't keep giving certain issues, repeated chances in the league. I feel like that's a league issue. And obviously, I think his character has always been in the question. If you treat people bad, and then even if you mentally, obviously mentally is probably something wrong. And then on the aspect of him not being a genuine guy to uh, like people in general is an issue, you know? So you add that, you add the mental aspect, like that's, I know people that have mental issues or something's wrong. Maybe they have PTSD, but they're not shitty to people. You know what I'm saying? Like they're still great to people. Like, yes, they might have a, something go wrong with them personally that day or throughout their day, but they're, it doesn't, they don't push that off the people. They're still a good person deep down, however you want to look at it. So I just think that's the, the problem I have with it, I don't want to keep giving them multiple chances. I think this is his last ride, period. Uh, Tampa hasn't released them yet. I don't know if that – I think, honestly, they haven't released them because they can just find them and not pay them, but also so a contender, whatever contender would would ever take the chance again and get them, they don't have to worry about. And the way I look at it, I don't know. Maybe the Titans – like, I don't know what t- – the Cardinals, the only other team I could think. And 
it's, it's I mean, the only other team I could think of, honestly, that could potentially deal with his like personality wise is probably like a the Cowboys. Cause I feel like his personality fits that team for some reason. I don't know what it is, but just you know, him having that big personality, I feel like would fit there. And then they just lost Gallup with the torn ACL. Um, I mean, if he were to potentially go to Green Bay across from Devontae Adams, that could be a potential good fit as well. But I just I don't see those teams. It's too far in the season and how much of a head case he is. It's too it much. It's way too much to risk it. <laughs> I would, I'm not risking it with how he is. That's just how I look at it. But I could see a team going, OK, you know what? We're going to risk it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's enough of the Antonio Brown saga that we've been on for what? seven years now i think it's been crazy but it's we had we had some crazy news some good news in uh chicago i bet uh our friend ant you know bears fan is happy about this robert quinn breaks hall of famer richard dent's franchise record of seven 17 and a half sacks set in 1984 uh quinn broke it with 18 and it's 18 and counting because he still got one more game the fun fact though is dent got 10 or he did it in 10 games yeah, that's, that's insane. Bro, that is crazy. That's insane. <laughs> like, when you think about it, he broke that man's record. But Dent got it in 10 games? Yes. Yeah, you see why right there, he's a Hall of Famer. So that is uh, amazing to see. It's dope to see Robert Quinn turn back the clock a little bit. He's not going to get the nod for Defensive Player of the Year because I don't know what reason. He kind of sneakily could, but I don't know if he will because they just aren't winning. Yeah, it looks like Watts – Took, took that and ran with it. but yeah, he, he turned up. <laughs> yeah, we had that. I got to get your thoughts on this. We had Jalen Ramsey. Open hand jab, Taylor Rapp. How do you feel about that? Has that ever happened with you? Me personally, no. I don't feel like nobody even had the kahunas on my team to try me like that. I feel like I've always been, you know, uh, you know, a leader on my teams, um, honestly. But um, I think these players are only enough of trying these grown men. Like you remember you had the whole thing with the football team the other week when they was getting snapped out by the Cowboys, right? Jonathan Allen hit him with the meanest. So, you know, I mean, it gets to a certain level. It's like, okay, like, you know, I can understand like, okay, we're supposed to be winning this game. We need to be playing better, but I feel like there's a different way to go about it. You know, than putting your hands on someone and getting physical with another grown man and not expecting something to come behind it, you know? Um, it's definitely a respect thing, too. Because, you know, sure. like with the John Allen situation, I felt like he only did that because he poked him. If he didn't poke yeah. him and he kept yelling at him, he probably would have just sat there and been like, yeah, whatever, or like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, man. for sure. That's it. With Jalen Ramsey's thing, I don't even think the respect level was there. He just mushed his, like, open hand, like, kind of pushed, mushed. I just you can't be putting your hands on another grown man, you know. Yeah, Especially he would have to see me. <laughs> I don't yeah, care if you're Jalen Ramsey. I don't care if you're the number one corner in the league. You got to see me. And it's not in practice though. Like I don't have plenty of practices where teammates fight each other, bro. Like I don't see. Yeah, it. me too. That's yeah. a that is a hundred percent a normal thing. Even if you fight an opposing player, that's normal. But to fight your own yeah. teammate, especially like in a public eye, I don't. Yeah, I've, I've argued with teammates in front of people, but I've never fought a teammate in front of somebody. But in practice, I've definitely seen it. Yeah, practice is different. But Tension you can't rock. be out here in the middle of a game on national TV. A big game. Fighting your teammates. Yeah, fighting your teammates on the sideline. That's just, honestly, it's just unacceptable. Um, especially coming from someone, you know, of his 
status, you know? Yeah. He needs to lead by example. He got to do better, honestly. Um, you can't just be out here putting your hands on grown men and thinking nothing gonna come behind it. So he better be lucky it, it won't like a hothead like oh and Duncan Sue or you know somebody that or Marcus oh, what you yeah. want. Yeah, this is this what you want. You sure you want this? Oh yeah, in the middle of the game, they would have gave it to you for sure. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we had that going on. Bro, I got to bring up something crazy because this just does not make much sense to me. The Titans lost Derrick Henry after week eight. And they're currently the top team in the AFC. They're the AFC South winners for the second consecutive year. And the time frame of all of this, they've had the six fewest points allowed this year. While the team has not been healthy and Ryan Tannehill is struggling. Ryan Tannehill is not playing great and they're, you know, winning these games like He's been uh, like real TV, like bouncing back and forth and not bouncing back and forth, like having really good games, like bouncing back and forth between I'm playing okay and uh, I'm okay. And then uh, it's not like good game, bad game. Like, eh. Yeah, he's been playing terrible, honestly. This yeah. Is, so he's been playing average. You've had terrible. that. They're 10th in sacks, which is crazy. They're third in rushing. They're third in rushing with out their leading rusher gone. But fun fact, Derrick Henry is leading the league in rushing for. What was it like two weeks after he was gone? Multiple weeks after he was injured. Was yeah, I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I looked, he's still top 10 somewhere in rushing. So that's crazy to see. Uh, the Titans as a team, they're, they're, they're 42% on third down. They're 62% converting on fourth. That's crazy. So that means the times where they, they don't get it on third, the gamble is a higher chance of converting than the third down, which is yeah. interesting to see. I think for me personally, it's something they need to look at and realize, like, uh, like Mike Vrabel got these guys playing. And to me, yeah, he does. and they're beating good teams. They're not beating bad teams. Like, you know, the Cowboys, they don't beat teams that are always 500. Like, even, even your Pats, for example, like, they get good games, but they're they, mm-hmm. some, sometimes they're not beating those top teams. And you're seeing Vrabel with a depleted roster beating, like, top dudes. And you're like, bro, why, how? And you don't have Derrick Henry. It's like, and, Ryan, and you add the fact that Ryan Tannehill is playing bad. And their like, defense isn't what we expected. We expected them to be bottom tier, but they've been playing top ten. It's insane. I'm not gonna lie. I do feel like he deserves a lot of credit. You know, and I feel like, you know, if there's anybody that's gonna get it, I feel like it can definitely be Rabel. It could be Taylor from Cincinnati. It could also be Belichick. I feel like if if, it, if, it, if I had to give it to like top three, that would be my finalist right there. I feel like Billy, uh, old boy, Bill is never going to win it just because his status. They but expect he, him to win. Yeah, I feel like they don't really <laughs> expect him to be even in that category. I just feel like what Vabel's doing is insane. I feel it like is. what Cincy got going on is insane, but since he has benefited from the chemistry their quarterback and receiver have and then just the fact of – I mean, it's pretty, not like it's yeah, anybody it's, else's fault per se. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good thing, but they benefited from the the – AFC North being injured. The Ravens not having a team. Pretty much just the Ravens. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what the Browns but are. That's, that's any given, you know, any, any given, given year, Sunday, any yeah. given Sunday. I mean, you know, then on top of everybody dealing with COVID, you know, it, it's insane. I mean, but regardless, even before all the injuries, I feel like Cincinnati, Cincinnati was already surprising all of us regardless of that, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so that is crazy to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he, he probably has a good chance of getting – 
that we're going to move on to our realization segment, something new we're trying out for you guys. Teams, players, just realizations they need to be having. And starting off at the top, we're going to have Terrence explain how me, him, and Nick. Nick was wrong about this, too. How we are completely wrong about the Bengals. Completely wrong. Well, for one, they're just overperforming in every category. So I'm going to just throw that out there. Like, we thought, you know, bring, bringing in a lot of veteran players on the defense was going to help them, but not the way that it has at, to this point in the season. Um, you know, we, we didn't have them winning the AFC North. We all had them potentially fighting for last place playing the state. Had them winning five games, bro. It's insane because I, I was believe I was right there with you at like five or six. So it, it's just insane to see, you know, how well they played this year. Um, and, you know, hats off to Joe Burrow, hats off to Jamar Chase for the season that they're having. Um, so, I mean, Joe Burrow for the passing stats and rank among quarterbacks this season, he is first ranked overall in the PFF overall grade, so the pro football focus at 91.7. He has a 91.2, which is first overall for his passing grade. He's also first in yards per attempt at 8.9. Then he's third at a passer rating from a clean pocket at 113.7 and 92.4 passing rating under pressure, which is also third. So he's top three in all the categories passing-wise that you need, you know, your, your guy to be leading. Then also another insane stat, my man is completing 70.4% of his passes. Mind you, that's what Jamar Chase dropping like nine passes on the year. Insane. 70%. Also, he's thrown for 4,600 yards and 34 tubs against 14 interceptions with a 108.3 rating. I mean, the man is just flat out balling this season. Um, hats off to him. I can't do nothing but commend him because – you know, they say, hey, listen, you don't doubt us, y'all out of us, we're going to show y'all better. So, I mean. Yeah, they low-key, uh, if you look at it going forward, they probably have the most insane offense in that division. I'm not talking about the line. at skill positions. They're deeper receiver. Joe Mason, doesn't, Joe Mason doesn't get the love that I've been saying that he deserves. And I think, like, people are now seeing, like, no, like, he really is like that. And it's nice to see Jamar Chase obviously not having any trouble finding the ball. Him and Joey B with that connection is insane. I actually like Joe Burrow. I don't agree with Nick, though. I do not need to see them get Justin Jefferson. Some opportunity <laughs> wants that to happen. I hope that doesn't happen. He did to happen. But, uh, yeah, it, for me, Joe Burrow could probably be comeback player of the league. I don't think he's going to get MVP. I, I'm not I'm not giving him No, nah, he's not getting MVP. But Aaron Rodgers, he, he pretty much thing there. got that thing tied up in it. But in a me, crab bowl right now. <laughs> yeah, for me, comeback player could I could easily give it to him. Definitely. He's yeah, gonna, I get I could see him or Dak, honestly. Him or I, I'll go Nick Bosa before Dak. Dak would be on the back burner for me just because the last couple of weeks, how he's been playing. Yeah, he hasn't been playing that good, but still leading the charge with that offense. I mean, had how electric they've been pretty much all season, you know, had a couple of bad games, which is in a sense expected because you can't just you know, just like the Chiefs having a couple of bad games or whatever. You can't expect them to be on fire all season, like, you know, lights out all season. So, I mean, I, 
I can definitely see him though, for sure. You know, it's a fun thing about the Chiefs defense you just brought up. The Chiefs, uh, since week eight, before they played the Bengals defense, bro, or before they played the Bengals offense, they were only allowing 225 yards a game. They're overachieving right now. Right. And then they were giving <laughs> it was you were getting 10 touchdowns to 10 interceptions during that time time span. They were only allowing a passer rating of 77. The night they played the Bengals, or the day they played the Bengals, Joe Burrow put up 446 yards. His average yards per pass were 11.4. He had four touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, insane. And his passer rating was 148. Bro. So every good good thing that defense was doing, they just did not do against him, or they just weren't expecting to get – what they got from uh, Joe Burrow, which is insane to see. Honestly, though, it, it was crazy because I was watching the game and I can't remember the other game that was on at the time. I think it might have been y'all game, the Rams and the Ravens. Yeah. And I'm like, man, the Chiefs jumped out early, quick. And I'm like, man, is it about to get ugly? And then slowly but surely, Bengals just eating. And I'm like, man, this is crazy how good they were playing. They got to you they know, got the double great call right now. Yeah, great call at the end of the game to go ahead and seal that thing up, man. It was insane. Yeah, so they got the jungle rocking. I got a, a big thing to bring up. Is it full rebuild mode in Seattle? And by full rebuild for me, I'm saying you, me personally, I know Seattle fans don't want to hear this. I think you need to hit the detonate button. Much like how the Patriots kind of hit that button and the Patriots did get lucky. They didn't have to full on hit the button because of COVID. But the, the uh, Seattle needs to sell, have a yard sale. You need to get, you need to unload everybody's cap. It's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, but people <laughs> get caught up in the thing of, oh, this player has to retire with this team. We drafted you. You've been a staple for the league. It's not the league we're in anymore. No. It don't matter if it's basketball, baseball, football. That's not the mindset of everybody. Not. Look at, look at where Tom is. Look at who else is moving. Playing up. the best football of his career. Exactly. Brett Favre moved on. Peyton went to the Broncos. I never thought I'd see Peyton be a Bronco. Exactly. Like, so you have that. Jameis left the Bucks. I mean, obviously that was going to happen, but I didn't think he'd go to the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> so you just look at it. Uh, Odell is on the Rams. Mm-hmm. People at When he made that catch, people thought he was locked in to be a giant forever. Honestly, you know? yeah, they did. Vaughn <laughs> went from the Broncos to the Rams. So I just think you need to let go of the oh they got to retire no y'all need to hit full detonate button because that division you're in is competitive and you kind of gotta in a way build throughout the draft and acquire talent and you guys definitely need to unload salary so yeah i look at it as you can move bobby wagner you can get one first and probably something else for bobby you could probably get four first for russell let's be honest you probably get three or four for russell i think so for sure so right there, you just recouped everything from that Jamal Adams trade in between Russell and uh, Russell and Bobby. And I mean, then you definitely got to move off. If anybody is going to go, Russ is going to go. I'm not sure about Bobby Wagner. I mean, you they can definitely move him for sure because anybody want him, but I'm not sure if he wants to leave. But Russ wants to go, so you got to get rid of him. He don't want to be there. So at this point, you don't have. A choice, but to move off of Russ. I think Russ is button heads too much, like with what needs to be done offensively wise to keep them moving. And he doesn't mm-hmm. understand the direction they're moving in with Pete. Like, you know, it needs to be 
new age and developing more than just what they're, you know, okay, we're yeah. going to run, run, run. We don't have a running back. We're going to just hit a deep pass. No, teams are realizing you're doing that damn near every time. And you have to get DK Metcalf involved. I know he doesn't – he drops the ball. He's not like – he's still young. He does have some drop. Yeah. He needs to be better at route running, and he needs to grow up. But, like, you're not even giving him those chances. So I'm watching games where yeah. he don't even get targeted that much. Yeah, he's a physical specimen. If I were them, honestly, I'd probably be – especially with Russ, pass first. And then from there, I would try to run the ball. In a sense, kind of similar to what Tampa does make teams play a cover two, make them put only six people in the box, which if you think about it, that's why Leonard Fournette be getting off the way he does. Cause you, I mean, they have the same type of weapons. Let's be honest. They got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They got, I mean, um, the difference with Tampa though, they're Tampa's really deep at tight end also. And then how they run it for a team that doesn't run the ball a ton, they use screens. So, you know, you got Chris Godwin coming off those receiver screens. They make Actually, that just an evolution of the run game for him. I don't think Seattle can do that necessarily. I like uh, Gerald Everett, the tight end they got. I think he's nice. He potentially could be pretty great. Not super great. I'm saying he's, he's good enough to run that similar type of offense to where you can make teams only keep six players in the box. Yeah. I To me, you just have to – I'm selling everybody. Russell is going to get you picks. I'm saying bye to Bobby. And I'm and I'm gonna do Bobby justice. I'm sending Bobby to a contender. Like, whatever contender will give me the highest bid for Bobby Wagner is, and I'm gonna let him have a say where he, no, wants, where to he wants to go. Yeah, and Russ could send me where he wants to go, but Russ ain't gonna have a say. Like, it's gonna he can send me five teams. He's just gonna go to one of those five. Bobby, I'm damn near to send out Russ to the AFC, bro. I can't stand AFC. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to see him. And then I'm gonna try to ship Jamal Adams off. It looks like how you can't play him the way in the way he needs to be played. And granted, he was injured this year, so couldn't really see him. But I think the pair of him and Diggs is not going to work. Granted, they got to find out if they're going to pay Diggs. Diggs is a smaller safety. And I don't think you can live with having Jamal in the box and leaving the five nine Diggs back there with whatever with whatever safety you put on the other side of him. It's not going to work because your corners aren't good. Yeah. I'm thinking they thought they could have been a potential Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor type of duo is what I'm thinking but I'm not sure if that's just Pete Carroll but at the end of the day because you got Diggs who's more you know like Earl Thomas and then you got Jamal Adams which is I'm not comparing to Cam Chancellor but I'm saying like from the scheme you yeah, know uh, yeah. we got these two guys and we want them to be like these two guys but they, it's not panning out the way they thought it was because it was like hey yeah Jamal Adams looked good when he was with the Jets because the Jets was like listen you don't got no responsibilities. Just go out there, blitz the quarterback, do your own thing. Just go make plays. Go find the ball. That that was his responsibility. But with and a team, you know, exactly with a team like this, it's, it's just different. It's a different dynamic. They're, and they're missing a corner, bro. There's no Richard Sermon. That like you don't yeah. have a elite corner. Like if you had an elite corner, then you could probably be like, okay, we can make this work. But to me, if you get rid of all those pieces, those three pieces, they're gonna get you plenty of pieces in return. You have you're gonna have a a slum year. Maybe you can find a young quarterback. I'm pretty sure Tyler Huntley is not going to be a Baltimore next year. Pretty sure he's been playing pretty well. That teams are either going yeah. to try to sign him or one of the, or try to trade for him. So if you can get a player like him, or you can go steal Kellen Mond from Minnesota because they apparently don't want to play him. Listen, insane. I'm 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 pissed at them for that for starting Sean Manning. I'm like, bro. So if that if you got something like that, I look at it as you need to 
take advantage of the opportunity that way next year maybe you have one bad year and then you move and i and i'm not saying give it to those players pete goes too if those if those dudes go pete is definitely leaving i'm not letting pete oh for sure for sure he ain't being the head coach i'm not moving pete to the front office but <laughs> whoever they bring in next they do need to get an actual gm and not i forget i think the gm they had passed and now his sister's in charge of the team or something i forget what you're talking about though yeah it's something like that and then Pete just runs everything. No, you need to go get an actual head coach. And to me, they need to get a head coach that's already been a head coach. They're, I don't think it's going to be one of those organizations that you can mm-hmm. bring in like a rookie coach and then not be have the front office locked in and they're like super structured. I think you need Expect to – Expect success. Yeah, you need yeah. to bring in a veteran and then maybe whoever you can find in the front office. Maybe the front office dude can be a rookie, but the coach needs to be a veteran that's been around the league or has been – he could probably yeah. be a first-time head coach, but he has to have been an offensive coordinator, something that for a good amount of years, to me, at least. That's what it seems like. Yeah, I can definitely see them moving on for Russ, Jamal Adams, and potentially Bobby Wagner, depending on if he's okay. And, you know, them wanting to see him finish his career contending for a championship. Bro, because so, you, you need you, you need to – because the thing is, if you keep all those paces, pieces with the cap hit they are, you're not going to fix the offensive line. They can win no games. yeah. Offensive line is not going to get fixed. You're not going to get any corners. The defensive line has played better. Like, I think they have Alshon Robinson, I want to say. He's playing good. But, like, you can't fix everything because your money's tied up. And then you trade the pick yeah. for Adams. So you're kind of in a – in a stuck. You're stuck. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah. like, locked in. And you're like, okay, well, we can't really budge. And, yeah, Russ is always going to keep us competitive. But with Russ and Pete – not seeing eye to eye or just how the play calling should be and your defense not playing good it's mm-hmm. what how far are you really going to get you know what i mean and we thought in the summer yeah. the they picked up gabe jackson from the raiders mm-hmm. we thought that was going to work we thought jamal Adams was going to be good for them this year and it just didn't work granted russ got injured but they just started falling apart well we thought jamal adams is going to be in a sense just not necessarily like the same caliber player he was with jess but like the the Seahawks for as much as they gave up for him, they were saying, Hey, you're the guy that's going to push us where we need to go to the playoffs or yeah, you don't, you're the guy that's going to be the next franchise guy pretty much from a defensive standpoint. And it just hasn't worked out like that. And, and now they see, Hey, we messed up. It's just time to move on. So just go ahead, move on from them. You can, I mean, you're going to be not sure what you can get from him at this point, but you could definitely someone to picks back, especially with Russ and potentially Bobby Wagner. But you, you between can, those, you can definitely get those picks back. You can get a second and third, like a team that needs that type of safety and would know how to use them. Imagine, uh, I don't know, maybe the Saints. I can even see them moving him to backer. I mean, yeah, it, well, you could keep him around if you want to do that. But the problem is, I don't think he wants to do that, and I don't think they want to do that to him. So if you're not going to, I'm, I'm moving both. And you can build around DK. You can keep Lockett. Lockett's like a good guy to have there. You yeah. got DJ Reed at corner. You got mate. You signed Diggs. He'd probably be really good as a as a as a three four backer, like a Matt Judon, to where he can line up over the tight ends, line up over the um, the tackle, and he can beat him off the edge. I'm sure, but he's not going to be. A, but Judon's so much bigger. That's the problem with how Adams is. Adams like a smaller dude. He's huge, but he's small. Yeah. He's not beating those tackles. Like Judon is beating those dudes because he's a bigger dude and he's quick. But just off of – it's a difference when you're rushing off of, you know, coming off a of blitz 
or you're lined up in the box and they don't know if you're blitzing to be like, hey, we're going to put you on the line now. And then I can see him doing it, though. You think he's going to be like how Parsons is in on in the in Dallas? That's what I'm like, I can see him doing it. Like he's because my thing is he can tackle and he can make plays into the quarterback. But the man can't cover a damn blanket over a bed. Like, yeah, but then you're going to have that thing where people start trying him because the, the thing with Parsons, though, people don't know Parsons was falling on coverage earlier in the year. And they yeah, were like, no, the they're yeah. like, because remember the Bucks game, he was having to line up and get Gronk and get those dudes. That man was just, and he was next, that way, bro. He, he was, he was next to him, but he wasn't breaking up the player, you know. So then they're yeah. like, okay, let's just move him around. And now they have him coming off the edge, send him injuries too, though. So injuries, in a sense, helped him find that role. Injuries and suspensions helped him find the role that he's currently. But that, yeah, so I still was, think Jamal Adams needs to. He need to do something like. Safety ain't it because he can't cover nobody. That's what he a liability at safety. <laughs> I don't I don't think he's the best coverage safety, but it just I just think he doesn't get used proper properly in that system. And that's because there's so many other pieces missing in that system that you can't you, you can't use him how he should be used. And you have Bobby Wagner. So you damn near got two of the same dudes, just one smaller. That's true. You know what I mean? They lost KJ Wright to the yeah. Raiders. So I mean and Jordan, I can see that. They don't have a lot of pieces surrounding him to where he can be Jamal Adams. You know, from the Jets, it was just like, hey, like, we ain't that good. Just go out there and make plays. But yeah. from this perspective, where he has to play discipline, it's a little tougher when you don't have all, like you said, the corners. You don't have, you know, the depth at the positions there's, there's that would help him be successful. Yeah. There's teams out there that would risk it to go get him. I just can't think of, like, I think I said the Saints off the top of my head. I don't, I don't know who would be able to, a real good fit for him. But somebody would definitely, how he plays, would definitely need him and use him. So I could see that working. We got another big thing moving on. I think this is a big thing. Uh, my boy Nas, he's a Raiders fan. He's always on the fence about Derek. <laughs> but I think Raiders fans, Raiders Nation, they need to realize how important Derek Carr is to this organization. Derek Carr is in the, I would say, the Tier 2, Tier 3 type of quarterback. And tier one is the only tier that could probably re, re, like duplicate what Derek Carr is doing. And I'm saying that as talent. I'm not saying how he handles the interviews because I don't know if they would handle all of them would handle these interviews the way he handles it. You've had the John Gruden situation. You've had the Henry Ruggs tragedy. Nate Hobbs has got a DUI. Flashback. We're not excusing Josh Jacobs DUI earlier in the season or training camp. Darren Waller is a recovering like addict from multiple things. And uh, Max Crosby has mm-hmm. is the alcoholic. So their two things are great, like that they were able to fix what they had going on. The other yeah. six different instances that you've had, and then you had the AB thing too. Like you've had thrown everything at this man. He's the glue for sure. And he's just going out there getting game winning drives and winning you games. He beat us. Like he beat the Ravens. Like he's getting you drives. He's winning. The thing is to me is you can't move off of them because you're not going to get anything better without giving up stuff. And you're, you're, you're in the situation like you're not Seattle. You don't have multiple pieces you can shed and just dump the cap. Like there's not what there's no quarterback that cars like that would do better in that situation than him. Kirk Cousins isn't doing better than that situation. You already see what Kirk Cousins has offensively. He's not doing better with less weapons. That man is insane. Baker Mayfield's not doing better. 
Like all Damn. those quarterbacks that he's, you can compare him to, he's not, they're not going to do better than him. And then none of those other, those quarterbacks you say you could possibly get, right? Say you mm-hmm. could make a, make a run at Deshaun Watson or Russell. Let's just throw Aaron out there. I don't think Aaron's lean Green Bay, but say you throw that out there, right? Though you're going to give up the farm to get one of those dudes and car. So then one of those dudes are going to come and not have anything like you already don't have anything. So I just, I don't know. I, I definitely think he's the glue that's been holding that team together. Um, he's a guy, like you said, that he he's he goes out, he puts up great numbers, and he wins games. I feel like if he would have been a guy that's on, like, that Vikings or that Browns team, that we'd be looking at total different playoff scenarios right now because I feel like he's that type of player. I didn't but, even mention, look at the division you got to play. So what quarterback yeah. are you going to bring in that is going to compete in that? You got Herbert, you got Mahomes. Who is going to go compete? And there's who else am I missing? Oh, Broncos don't have a quarterback right now. They got a defense with no quarterback. Who's going to compete with the, the, those two? So you got to bring in someone that could give them boys, <laughs> could score. And you don't even got the weapons. And mind you, Darren Waller's been out for a little bit. So he hasn't even had Darren Waller. Yeah, and I mean they have a decent record right now at nine and seven. You're gonna in their third the playoffs. Yeah, and they're third in their division, which is it's just insane that you know he has a six keeping them in contention to make it to the playoffs, but it's just so many factors going against him. It's just like to be in this position right now, it really shows a lot. It, he know, shows, as far he, as his importance. His leadership, importance, he's 69% completion percentage. 4,618 yards, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and you're nine and seven. And you're nine and seven with everything you have going on. That is the that's yeah. the other thing. And he doesn't have his number one re- receiver. Ruggs is gone. He doesn't have his number one target, which is Darren Waller. Waller. Yeah. Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, he can run like Ruggs, but is he is he out there lasting the whole game? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I think uh they just need to realize that. Uh, Derek Carr is the glue, and you, you need to appreciate that you have him because you're not going to get someone else that's going to do what he's doing in that offense. Oh, not at all. If, Without if he was up, any other quarterback, he probably would have tried to leave. Right now. So, exactly. So, I mean, they better take advantage of a guy of his status and you know importance for this organization. They better try to, you know, make some kind of moves so they can win some games. I yeah, mean, that's make some kind of moves. First of all. Move the team back to Oakland or somewhere else. You don't need to be in Vegas. <laughs> it's real evident. You don't need to be in Vegas. Too many issues out there. Yeah, too many issues for you in Vegas. And the only thing I can see is if Derek Carr wants to leave this offseason, then you ship him because he's done enough. But I don't think That's he's going to want to leave. He's going to want you to actually do something for him, That's which true. means build the team. So if he doesn't want to go, I'm keeping him. But if he wants to leave, it's not going like to need to let him have a say, like let him have a say in who the next head coach is going to be. Also let him have a say in some of the free agents that are trying to pursue. Like, you know, what if, what if you were able to get Devontae Adams? He gets, he reunites with his boy from college, which I don't think that's, that's what I'm saying. Thing. You, you got to let him have a say, you know, at least he can make a phone call. And I mean, they already got the connection. Obviously, no, I don't know if that's like that. going to happen. Cause yeah, I think Devontae, wherever Rogers go, if Rogers stand in green Bay, he's staying too. Oh yeah. yeah. If he stay, he ain't going nowhere. Sure. Exactly. So that was our realizations segment. Stop this. So going forward, we have the halftime show. Terrence is going to talk about two games during week 17 season that stood out to him. We had some good games, Terrence. What do you have on the, the book for us? 
Man, yeah, we, we, we definitely had some good games this weekend. For me, the two that stood out the most were the, the Colts versus the Raiders. We just got done talking about Derek Carr. You got heavy playoff implications in this game. You got Derek Carr pulling off the upset against the Colts. And I'm going to say upset because the Colts, we all know how hot they are. So crazy. need I say more. But – this goes to show too of what I be telling what I was saying um, a couple weeks ago as well about Carson Wentz. Like he's not going to win you any games. Like you want to put the, the ball in Carson Wentz's hands because you know he's not going to win. When he's not going to beat you. Um, then also the other game that I had, which I felt like was big, was the Bengals and Chiefs. And I just feel like it was big for the Bengals, honestly. You, you look at it, they be the team, like the Chiefs, whose defense has been smoking hot. They came out, and it looks like it, the game was going to get out of hand early on, but they kept fighting and pulled out the win, ended up clinching the AFC North. Um, and an honorary game, just because it was going to be the last one in Hans Field, Big Ben going out with the Dubs, Steelers versus the Browns, and still potentially, you know, it might make, make it to the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, potentially, so. You know, some games that definitely have some some heavy playoff implications, which I feel like stood out to me the most for sure. The Chargers Raiders game is going to be dependent, and then Steelers against the Ravens, who wins there? Uh, so that's the games Terrence had on the schedule that jumped out to him. Moving along to the fourth quarter segment, Terrence is going to talk about how these Patriots put up a fifty piece. I don't know how you put up a fifty piece. I can do it in Madden, but I have not too many times seen it done in the NFL. But the Patriots were able to do it. Terrence, go ahead and get your gloat on about that. I mean, I ain't even going to gloat because we're playing the Jaguars. Like, I was, in a sense, expecting us to win big. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, my thoughts before the game was there should be no reason why we can't score points on every drive. That was my thought process before the game. And then it actually – came to life on the field as the game was going on. We are pretty much scoring every time we had the ball, pretty much. Um, but, I mean, it's big as far as us, you know, getting back on track, I feel like, because, you know, we have two games to get. Um, so I feel like it was big in that aspect of getting back on track, winning the game, getting our confidence back, and just understanding that, hey, like, we can't just be out here going through the motions and think we're just going to win because we've been on this winning streak. Boom, two games kid. Now, like, hey, we got to get back, you know, mentally focused, got to dial in. Um, not, I just feel like from that aspect, it was really big. Um, and then we had Christian Wilkerson, which is a big, you know, surprise. Had two tubs, man, coming up from the practice squad. And that might be it for Nikhil Harry in New England. You hear that, me? That got to feel good, bro. Coming up from the practice squad and you get two tubs, like his first. Four NFL catches, two of them with touchdowns. That's insane. I got to feel good, bro. Because practice squad yes. player, too, bro. Yeah, I know it's against the Jags, but, like, I would be like, okay, like, I feel good, you know? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, that's still NFL time player, so it's not like it's just like, oh, yeah, no, we're playing. Ain't no bums. Exactly. These are NFL guys, so everybody out here getting paid. So, so I feel like. It was big, I feel like, just for us to get back on track, especially before heading into the last week against the Dolphins, who they've been eliminated from the playoffs at this point. So hopefully they roll over, but they always give us hell. But we should have beat them the first week. 
fumble too many damn times, fumbled at the end of the game, which cost us the game. But I feel like we'll go into this game and hopefully we're still hungry um, and beat up on the Dolphins a little bit before we go into the postseason to give us some extra confidence. Yeah, I definitely think you guys get the confidence rolling. You can maybe lead into beating a good team come playoffs. Like you're going to – it's going to be the talent there. Everybody's good, you know. So it's okay. not – no more gimmies, no more 50 pieces. If I see a 50 piece in a playoff, I'm going to So, yeah, Terrence was able to get a win. I did not get so lucky with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson did the smart thing and didn't play, or the Ravens and him knew it was a smart thing for him not to play. Either way, I was really happy that they didn't play him. I did not want to see an RG3, Andrew Luck, any type of situation like that, because it was evident in the video – when he was walking or jogging around on the field that he was not healthy because he was limping and going against Aaron Donald and Von Miller with that offensive line for him was not ideal. No, sir. <laughs> I love that they didn't have him out there. I got to see my boy Chuck Clark get two interceptions, take one back yeah. to the house, which was honestly crazy because this defense hasn't really been getting turnovers. So the <laughs> fact that he took it back to the house and he it was a good spy how you read it. I like him more in that role where he's playing up close and, you know, or maybe he's grabbing the tight end or kind of in zone coverage somewhere close to the line. I like him there. Um, what else happened? Uh, Mark Andrews uh, just broke uh, franchise history with yards and I want to say targets or receptions too. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah, we have Marky Andrews doing that. Uh, Marquise Brown, fun fact, name sharers. He might get a thousand yards this season. I hope so. I want to see him get a thousand yards because if I was anybody uh, this offseason, if I was him, I know him and Lamar have a great relationship, but I would probably ask to be traded because he could be thriving in some other offenses, fully utilizing his talent. I feel like he's had a great year this year, but I feel like he would do a lot of damage elsewhere, especially if the Ravens don't seem like they want to move off of Greg Roman, which I feel like they should. I feel like he's gotten to that point where to keep having Lamar grow and not be stagnant where he's at. A change needs to happen. Uh, I miss all the injured guys. It's getting real evidence. It sucks losing the nail biter. The play calling was atrocious. Bringing some more weapons. Just change the offense. Because I feel like a lot of the opinions come from that offense as well. Like the way it's designed is to be run first. And you know, I feel like that's where a lot of, like, people's opinions, and they're like, oh, my God, oh, he's a running back, playing quarterback. Obviously, we know he can throw the ball. So, I feel like just changing the offense because we know he can pass the ball. We know he can run. He's just dynamic as a whole. So, I feel like you guys just have to change the offense. Like, I'm you not still, sure. You can still be run heavy, but it just, the play calling has to change. Like, it just can't yeah. be what – the scheme of how the plays are ran and what's being called, like, you don't got to die, like, just go completely throw heavy, but, like, you need to start throwing the ball more. Like, you yeah, still I'm saying that because I feel like just for a longevity, like, yeah, you don't want your franchise quarterback to be leading your team in rushing yards every year Bro. for, like, multiple years in a row. And then, like, you know, by the time six, seven, eight years come around, you know, you're starting to get that Cam Newton. You know, right. fans are calling for the craziest shit. People are saying we should let Lamar walk and sign Tyler Huntley to some Taysom Hill light deal. I'm gonna let you know if Tyler. Don't we see how that worked out for the Saints? <laughs> look how good it's worked out for us. Did we win any damn games? 
We beat the Bears, right? Oh, my bad. We beat the Bears, and then we've been on a skid. So all the problems that were evident with this team early on that I was calling out, and a lot of Ravens fans were like, no, like, we got this. Like, no, this team, no, bro. <laughs> like, no. I'm I feel like the injury bug has really what set y'all, you know, off pace. But I feel like that's that's something that's really played a major factor in that. Though. It's just too many injuries. It's too many injuries. Yeah, I think it's a a time where we need to see who we're going to bring back, who's coming back next year. I need a lot of people to realize that we had that season where after Flacco won the Super Bowl, we threw dumb money at Flacco. And guess what? We couldn't bring anybody back. Yeah. Everybody left. And then we were a dumpster fire for a minute. So I don't want to see something like that happen. Lamar definitely needs to get paid. He doesn't need to get paid an atrocious amount of money. But newsflash, he saved John Harbaugh's job. Like, I'm, he did. He I'm did. damn sure that if they, if Ozzy doesn't draft Lamar, John probably doesn't. He might have yeah, one. I'll have a different coach. He yeah, he did. He does not make it to 2022 as the coach of the Ravens. Like, there's no, not at all. Not, not at all. And I think John's a great coach. His his players don't complain about him, but it was just the way the franchise was going at the time. I didn't think he would still be the coach. Yeah, so I didn't that, think so either. Uh. Receiver-wise, I don't know why James Purcell was not activated. He's a young dude, great hands. Uh, he He's versatile. Like, we, he, he wasn't activated. Rashard Bateman, like, he's he's being used, not being used. Tyler Huntley can't throw the mark, the ball to Marquise Brown for I don't know what reason. Like, he just – they don't – they are Mark Andrews, though. Yeah. They awkwardly <laughs> don't have a connection. Uh I think next year it's just something got to be done with the offense. Defense needs some help. We need to bring. Better hurry up because the window, man. The, bro, the window is is damn near shut. It's it's, it's, it's getting small because you, you got, got the Bengals are finna be. I mean, a coming off of this season, they finna be riding high on their horse. Bro, they're gonna be a problem. The offense for them isn't going nowhere. And the way the Browns they, could do some quarterback, they might be decent. I would have played, honestly, I would have been set back in case Keenan was playing. The way the the way the Bengals are set up, they did so good in this past free agency with getting building the defense that Mm -hmm. going forward, all they have to do is fix the offensive line. They don't need Joey Burrow getting hit as much. He gets hit, bro, a lot. Yeah, he does. So they can address that between the weapons. Trey Henderson just broke their franchise sack record. Like you're good. You're pretty set. So Sure up the line. Have what Carl Workerson coming back from ACL or whatever? I think so, right? And uh who's Mazada or not TJ Mazada, but Uzma, the tight end. Yeah, yeah. I want to say TJ Uzma. He's nice. He's nice. He's like an underrated piece. You know what Joe Higgins, Boyd. I mean on top of Chase, obviously. Oh, like they're stacked. So I just need to see the Ravens get healthy. JK will be back next year. Gus the bus. Uh, Marcus Peters, LJ. Maybe y'all can do it, but y'all definitely have to do it now. Like any moves that y'all gonna make to make a push at a ring, y'all gonna definitely have to do it this offseason. Um, it's crazy. Because teams like Chiefs, I mean, te- teams like the Bengals, I feel like are gonna just continue to get better. And multiple teams in the AFC, like the Colts, Chargers, you know, there are several teams I feel like even will continue to get better. And then the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. There's not um, that much, and we don't have that much money too next year. So it's going to be, I need them to not be super conservative next year and make yeah. some moves. 
I think you can win with this receiver talent. Maybe you could probably grab another receiver. Or I would like to see them. It sounds crazy. We got Nick Boyle and Mark Andrews, but I'd love to see them grab Everett off Seattle. I think Everett's on a one-year deal, so he should be a free agent. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you don't get another receiver, I, which I'm, I'm kind of cool with the guys we have now. If we use them how they should be used, I'd be real cool with just the dudes we have. And then we bring in Everett. And then maybe yeah. you spend the money on the line because we direly, badly need a tackle and then go corner is evident corner and safety. And then we somehow need to get a, there's a lot of holes. So they need to be addressed. Uh, I got the rookie on the D line playing great. So. Yeah. OA is playing great. So that's, yeah. that's a, a good sign. Uh, Tyrus Bowser. He's an underrated play, player. People don't even mention yeah. him. He plays super solid for us. I think it's just going forward. We can't have Jimmy Smith anymore, the corner veteran from Colorado. He's just always yeah. – love him. He's great, but injuries really messed up his career because he could have been a force if he never was dealing with the injury bug. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tavon Young, I don't know what we do with that. Don't necessarily want to – I mean, he's he's a slot <laughs> guy, but we need some more people. Uh, yeah. Sean Elliott's probably gone. He's probably going to go play in the AFC South. Someone's probably going to sign him to go tackle Derrick Henry all the time. <laughs> um, and he's good. Don't, Listen, but, ain't nobody trying to tackle Derrick Henry 30 times a game, twice a year. Bro, yeah, and then uh, Marcus Peters, we better bring him back. People are saying trade him because his cap hit. I'm letting you know you ought to rabbit-ass mine. Uh, <laughs> that man. You got to bring both of them back. I mean, you got to bring – Well, Marlo's coming Henry back anyway. But yeah, people are saying letting go of uh, Marcus Peters because the cap hit. I'm not letting him go, bro. I'm just saying y'all gotta bring both of them back. Bring that duo back to that's lethal to have. Cause you know, yeah, y'all have to. People talk about all the yardage that uh, what's his face from Dallas? Diggs is let up, right? Yeah. You know why Diggs is letting up so much yardage? Cause Diggs don't have another. People are are trying him, but he also doesn't have another corner on the other side of him. Diggs is essentially. Marcus Peters, like, not nah, he's not Marcus. He's not. I don't think he's as good as Marcus Peters, but he's like cut from like the same cloth as Marcus Peters. They gonna gamble, bro. Yeah, he probably got. He probably got to tackle better for sure. But they gonna gamble. But the thing is, like, you live with it because they're gonna pick the ball off. Yeah, that's like, the thing with it. I, different. I guess it's different. You know, different strokes for different teams. Like, yeah. he has to be. I feel like that guy for Dallas. Like, it, obviously, he can get beat deep, just like oh, AJ Green. Beat him should have been a touchdown. The ball was laid out, but in other instances, that's going to be a pick, potentially a pick six. I mean, so exactly. you're just living with it because you know you're, you're. That's what, for example, the Cowboys have been this season, leading the league in turnovers, I believe. So that's who they've been all season. It's hard to live with when he's the only corner. That's what the knock was with Peters. You know, he was going to gamble, yeah, and it was going to leave you in the blind. Like if he gambles and misses, that people were over his head beating him. But I feel like just living with it. I feel yeah, like Dallas, like they're just living with it, and it's. I mean, they're eleven to five. It's pay off all season. Yeah. So. I'm living with it regardless. If both those dudes tackled better, I put them at. I so I put them. I move them to safety so quick. If they could tackle better, I move them to safety so quick. Like, you know what? Just float around back here. You can gamble, but just know you're the last person, so you might want to be real cautious on this gambling. Yeah, but I would live with them back there. Uh, that is our fourth quarter segment of the show we're going to move this forward over to look at the playoff picture that we have so so far we have in the AFC the Titans have the one seed 
they'll be the number one team coming out of the AFC as of now. The Chiefs are two, Bengals are three, Bills are four, Patriots are fifth, and I think six and seven are to be determined. In the NFC, we got the Packers, Rams, Cowboys, or Packers first, Rams second, Bucks third, Cowboys fourth, Cardinals fifth, Niners and Eagles. Niners questions because I think they got to win. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm the boys and I want to play the Cardinals. That's just me. But I do not want to play the Cardinals. I do not want to play the Cardinals. They just lost to them. So. I, boy, because DeAndre Hopkins is supposed to be back for the playoffs. Yeah. I No, no, no. I don't know what you got. Without James Conner, too. James Conner. Uh, there's no J.J. Watt. There's somebody else missing, too. There's one more dude missing for that offense, right? So, Or I think it's maybe the defense, right? I do not want to see them. Uh, if you're the Bills versus the Patriots, for the Bills, it's going to be – or for the Patriots, it's going to be real put-up-or-shut-up mode because I don't know if you're going to get an ugly ugly weather game. That's going to be a game where, you know, your guys are going to have the ball. And it's going to yeah. – I think it's going to show the tale of, like, our, we know our defense is good, but is Matt going to deliver? And like I said, remember earlier in, in a couple other episodes, he, I said – He had us a little hiccup there, but yeah. I feel like – I feel like he can. Like, I feel like he's already shown that he can do it, but he just had a couple weeks – where it was like, okay, coming off the bye week, he didn't look good for two weeks. But if we want to look back early into the season, we were head to head with teams that were at that, even at that time, top in the league. Like even like now, we beat the Titans. Yeah, they were out there, Henry, but we won that game. Honestly, we should have beat the Bucks and we should have beat the Cowboys, which are two of the top teams in the NFC. I, I don't know about the Bucks, but the Cowboys, because Jalen Mills is a dumbass. You definitely should. Nah, we should have beat the we should have beat the Bucks. We should have went for it, and then we. That, cow- that like, Cowboys <laughs> blunder of what Jalen Mills was thinking, letting CeeDee Lamb cut him like that, it was ridiculous. Bro, it was the same play. They was going to run that play. He called timeout and came back and ran the same city. He still got beat. I'm like, you. That's some Madden shit, too. You see somebody run some bogus-ass coverage. You're like, hold on, bro. Go run this play again. <laughs> so I think uh, it's going to be a big game. Even if Mac doesn't play good, he's going to have his rookie. It's his rookie year, so say if he does – shit the bed in the playoffs it's, it's not a big deal but i think it's going to be a big deal for new england just on like okay like how do we get more out of matt because you know the thing is just like hey you can only get so much out of him you know like he has a low ceiling but it, yeah it, i think that is i mean that's even good though his rookie year he got to the playoffs maybe with the offseason with bill another one you can build off that go get Allen robinson or something that'd be big uh the packers get the buy have everybody have to come through lambeau need the Packers to let this come true and not be whatever the hell they did last year in Lambeau. Yeah. (laughs) uh, The Titans getting Derrick Henry back is big. I don't, I don't know. But I feel like they're, they're going to have to still play some of their best football on the defensive side of the ball to win games. Well, Derrick should be back. Uh, Julio should be getting ready to come back too. But he hasn't made an impact all season. Oh, he just been a, a healthy scratch and an unhealthy scratch. When he in the game, he ain't doing that. When he ain't in the game, no. When he's in the game, bad. we got Ryan Tannehill not playing as good. So it's like, damn, bro. Like, come on. And That's true too. But yeah. it might just be the fact that he don't have Derrick Henry, and I feel like that could be the cover up for him over these past couple of seasons. Because it's like, listen, when Derrick Henry in the game, we put eight to nine people in the box. We gonna single up everybody else. So then when he do the play action, 
It's like one-on-one or something, boom, you got a 50-yard bomb, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis was there, but now you got Julio, so. Corey Davis hasn't been playing for the Jets either. It's, it's just. It's yeah, but, but now I feel like you just got just regular defenses can, you know, I can, hey, listen, A.J. Brown, you're not going to get off. And then Julio been hurt, so it's like, listen, well, we're going to double A.J. Brown, and then you ain't going to let you run the ball either. But, you know, it's still. It, I don't know. It will, it's up in there. It will be interesting to see for that. And I'm trying to see who would play for in the AFC. Who else would play each other? The um, the Chiefs and the Chargers would be a, a good game. That'd be good. Bengals against the whoever hits the six seed would be the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, depending on who. It's the six. Colts, probably. It's probably going to be the Colts, potentially. So, oof. Yeah, well, gotta be a good, gotta be a good matchup. Looking at it, it'd be the Bengals and the Colts, which would be that would be a good matchup with that defense. Kansas City would see the Chargers, which I don't think the Chargers want to see Kansas City. I'm no, gonna, they definitely I don't, don't want to see them again. Well, I as much as I think Justin Herbert is spectacular, I do not think they want to go do that. Uh, we already talked about New England, uh, Philly playing the Rams in the NFC would be, I think, kind of a good game. I don't know. I don't think it'd be a good game, but the way Philly's running the ball, I feel like. Yeah, and the way the Rams have been playing too, it might be a good game because Matthew Stafford been looking like Jared Goff. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing. You can't be throwing them interceptions come playoff time. Like, you're going to risk yeah. a lot. He been – and the thing is, like, he be throwing interceptions when he don't have to. So, so like, it, I don't know what it is with his decision-making this year, but it's kind of like he – Man, like Baker Mayfield. They said he's always been throwing interceptions, so it's nothing new. He, he has, but why are you throwing Odell in triple coverage way down the field? Like, he uh, had no shot at catching the ball. Like, what are you doing? What is that? You know that, what I'm saying? Like, that was pretty That's crazy. just dumb decision making, honestly. Yeah, Cam like, might be back for him too, which is crazy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is. That, how he, bro, that's the craziest <laughs> story ever. Uh, then we got the Niners going to play the Bucks. Honestly, if Jimmy G doesn't come back and say Trey gets another game under his belt, I'd be really interested to see Trey take on the Bucks. Listen, I'd- the only reason I'm going to say that is because they're really missing Levante David. The oh, Jets was able to run up and down the field. So, oh, I we talk about how it's nice that uh, Devin White can bounce around. Yeah. Devin White cannot do as much as he normally does without Levante David. That oh, is, not at all. That is super evident. And then I don't know. I don't think the Bucs are that good against a mobile quarterback. And fun fact, I get to see that next year in the flesh because guess who they play next year? They play the Ravens. Guess who's going to the fucking game, bro? Let's play them at home. I'm, oh, I'm going, bro. I ain't got to drive to Miami and watch some motherfuckers lose. Congratulations. I'm going to see them. <laughs> But yeah, so we got that. Uh, I got a question for you before we get out of here. Do you yeah. think they should extend the playoffs and get rid of Week 18? I'm. I think they should. I would love to see another team get in the playoffs and extend it. And maybe you have it, a two a two team buy, a first and second get a buy. I feel like that's too much because yeah. you got to put too many teams in to to make that happen too. You think so? And that makes it even longer. I feel like of a postseason. But you already because, extended the regular season. At least you're getting better games. But, but like, I was trying to do the math earlier. Like, even when you add, like, nine teams. And, I mean, let's say you add two more teams. 
or you have one more team, it's still hard because it doesn't match up whenever you got the first team or the first teams that do a bye. And then once the first round is over, you got an extra team that don't have nobody to play to. I don't know. So, I think I think, you, I think they got to do it, bro. I think it'd be nice to see. <laughs> I, bro, I don't even want to watch week 18. Like, for the Ravens' sake, I want to watch. But I don't but honestly, to- it kind of makes sense in a sense of – and this is one of the, re- the, one of the only reasons why I'm like – potentially is because it's going to start getting like the NBA come week 18. People finna sit. They finna sit their starters because, listen, bro, people like ain't the Packers – Green, Green Bay, like, listen, we can forfeit that game. We don't even want to play. You know what I'm no, saying? Like, hey, Matt LaFleur said they, them, them boys going to play. And Aaron said he wants to play. He said his foot feels good. But I don't – I have a draw, I have a drawback on that. Like, I get why they're saying that. But I don't agree with – he don't want – Matt LaFleur don't want his team to have three weeks off, essentially. And that's I, true, too. I get that's that. True. That's true. That's what happened with the Ravens. And I'm glad he took that page and realized. Remember when 19, we were running through everybody? Yeah, yeah. They had that long-ass break. <laughs> and they saw the Titans that got dog-walked. So. That's true. I can see that, too. But at the same time, like, whew, I mean. Rodgers ain't going to so, get out of play football. So I would have faith in him. But it's just, that's a long time. Yeah, that's true. That's a long time to be like, hey, y'all ain't going to play, bro. Like, just. Chill out. It's like, okay, would you really like to see like a team like the Steelers, for example, if they extended it, make the playoffs? Like, yeah. who they finna be? That defense might be somebody. Who? That's higher up on this list. They could beat the Titans. With Derrick Henry? Think about it. You might not get Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll be out there, but what if Derrick potential. Henry, like, what if he's not just running through everybody? He just broke his damn Oof. bone in his foot. So I think I would take that defense to upset a team like the Bengals or the Titans, you know what I'm saying? Because their defense is that good. I ain't saying they could run through everybody, but I'm saying, like, imagine if they played. One game. You think they could potentially win one game? Yeah, like, imagine they played you guys. They would probably unravel Mac the same way, like, Bill would unravel a young. I don't think so. We we got a number on the Steelers. I don't think so. But I'm just saying that defense is that good. Just if they had to play somebody just for one game. Now, I ain't saying they're going to get in the playoffs and just run. No. Yeah. They can get in the playoffs and probably give somebody a run for their money for one game. I would potentially like to see, although they have a chance still, like the Raiders make it, I would like to see them make it. They still can. They got to beat the – they got to beat the Chargers. I'm saying, like, if we extended it, like, oh, this week was the last week. Oh, you week. for sure make it, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I would potentially like to see the Raiders in there. Um, it makes I definitely sense. wouldn't want to see the Saints in the NFC because they're going to get the dog piss. Fact, that defense is playing lights out. And they I, are, but the so offense sorry. is trash. I feel so sorry for that defense, bro. <laughs> bro, every defensive <laughs> player on that team, I feel bad for, bro. Because they're playing they lights really out. They can't even just get someone to go in there and play competent. Like, hey, bro, we ain't going to give up that many points. Just, you know, nickel and diamond down the field, hand it off to Alvin Kamara, and just don't turn over the ball. We'll get some turnovers. <laughs> just please don't turn over the ball. <laughs> bro, it's insane, like how bad the quarterback play is. That, that, deep, the that defense has been good for like two, three years, too. Like Yeah, the defense is good. That's not the problem. The problem is quarterback at this point. They the need a quarterback. If Jameis was there, they'd be, you know, up higher. It'd be different. But. The problem is they, they have to live with that decision of, uh, what's his name, their coach? Oh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton not playing Jameis last year. And they're living with it. Because Drew threw, what, four interceptions? And they were still in the game? 
Yeah, insane. Boy, the fact he threw that many interceptions, they were still listen. Everybody's sitting at home. Somebody drunk at the bar can tell this man ain't have no no type of arm. Like my man's had what what Nick say a noodle out there just <laughs> trying to get the ball and receivers trying to oh, field. So he, I mean, yeah, it, it was bad. He loves his life now. He's he's doing the NBC Sports halftime show with Tony Dungy. But yeah, so that wraps up our uh, what's this week seventeen. Yeah, yeah, week 17 recap with the guys. Uh, I hear a lot of you guys talking shit about my cover art where Chance is looking way taller than me. Fun fact, the motherfucker <laughs> is listen to me, the motherfucker is taller than me, bro. I'm like six foot six one, he's like six three, six four. He is fucking taller than me. The cover art looks accurate. Maybe they said your your guy, they could have just been the same size for the sake of the cover art. Nah, we be lying to the people, they're gonna expect they, to walk, walk maybe they said it's me out here looking like. Like uh, Joel and B or Boban Manjanovic, and you out here looking like Kyler Murray. <laughs> hey, Whatever these they, these fellow fans want to say about that, it's just that's how I came out. Uh, we got the graphic done. We're doing clips for you guys now. It will be a great season. Next week we're gonna have a guest on. Stay tuned for that. We'll you'll have to see what we bring by next week. But thank you for tuning in. You guys be safe. That was covered forward with the guys, and we'll see you later. Out. Yep.